Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is Saturday, September 28th, 2019. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. Today's article comes from mclean's.ca. A dumb idea to make housing more affordable. The Conservatives and the Liberals both have rolled out policies meant to address housing affordability for new buyers. They really don't work. Evan Sidall can't say the Conservative and Conservative Party's campaign pledge to increase the amortization period on mortgages is dumb, not right now at least. As President and CEO of the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, CMHC, Sidall is a civil servant with a duty to remain impartial, he writes on his Twitter feed, adding, it is inappropriate for me to offer comments on policy during an election campaign. But when Andrew Scheer unveiled his platform promise to fix housing affordability, in which the conservative leader said he'd extend amortization periods from 25 years to 30 years for first-time home buyers, thereby lowering monthly payments, and make changes to the mortgage stress test that might keep a potential buyer out of the market, it's not hard to predict how the CMHC boss might react. That's because earlier this summer, before the federal elections officially started, Sidall was speaking on a panel when he was asked his thoughts on extending amortiz amortizations from 25 years to 30 years or even 50 years. If you extend amortization, you're increasing demand and increasing debt, Sidall replied. You know my answer? I think it's dumb. Real estate analysts are equally skeptical of whether the Conservatives' promise will actually address the root problem of housing affordability. This is a short-term fix, says John Pisalis, president of the real estate brokerage company Realosophy. It will help the home buyer who is in the market right now, but if the stimulus dr drives more demand, which it probably will, and pushes home prices up 8 to 10% per year versus the 2% increase we're seeing now, well, then all, this, all of a sudden, homes are even less affordable one year from now. Meanwhile, those new homeowners are taking on more debt, Pasalis uh, adds, and the problem of housing affordability is passed on to the prospective buyers a year or two down the road, especially in cities that are the least affordable, like Toronto. Imagine if mortgages could be amortized over 100 years, explains independent analyst Ben Rabideau. It'd take monthly make monthly payments lower, but would that really be addressing housing affordability? I'd argue it's not, he adds. He says, that's because to him, there's a difference making housing more affordable and making the carrying costs of a home more affordable. One is the price of the asset, says Rabido, president of the research firm North Cove Advisors. The other is carrying the cost of the debt. Not that... Oh, baby girl. It's okay. The other is carrying the cost of the debt. Not that the liberals have proven long-term solutions, proven to have long-term solutions. 
Justin Trudeau's first campaign promise to extend the first-time home buyer incentive had its fair share of criticism from fear that it would increase demand and push up house prices further to concerns that the governments, the government and taxpayers are taking on risk by having equity in homes if there's a downturn in the market. The Conservatives' platform, meanwhile, has drawn praise from real estate association, the Canadian Real Estate Association and the Canadian Home Builders Association industry associations which say the move would make financing homes more flexible and help open the door to first-time buyers. Both Rabideau and Pasalis say there are some positives to be found in the Conservatives' plan, namely cracking down on money laundering in real estate sector, opening up surplus federal real estate to development, and removing the stress test from mortgage renewals. The stress test is meant to ensure that people can still afford mortgage payments even if interest rates rise. I don't think people should be stress tested once they own a home, Pasalas says. It handcuffs you to stick with your current bank even if you don't want to stick with them. Nor does Rabideau think extending amortization periods to 30 years something that will get people too worked up. Not when the U.S. has 30-year mortgage, mortgages and Canada did as well as recently as 2012. But are these campaign promises addressing what they're really meant to? Absolutely not, Rabideau says. The fact that the head of the CMHC was pushing back against these ideas should be a concern. I get that you know, mortgage brokers, um, home builders, and real estate agents want to have a larger client base, and so they want to get rid of the stress test. But the fact of the matter is Canada's debt ratio, like individual debt ratio, is stupid high. And so we could make, I really like that comparison. There, there's, making, there's making affordable housing, and then there's making the carrying costs of housing affordable. And they're two very, very different things because if you're just making the carrying cost of housing affordable, that's way more volatile than um, the housing itself. Like debt, interest rates and stuff like that are much more exposed than, will make someone much more exposed uh, than um, the actual price of a house. And I have my daughter with me right now. Just getting over a cold. Yeah. So this is a really good, this is kind of a good look at that and how it unpacks the way the CMHC feels. You look at it, I mean, CMHC has to insure mortgages, but they're not insuring anything over 20 years anyway. So like this isn't, as far as I can see, this isn't a self-interest statement from the, from CMHC. Um, Actually, I could be wrong on that. Okay, so anyway, it's. I think there's. We we need to focus on just getting more units to market. That is the only thing that's going to truly make housing more affordable. And there's a lot of pushback on that from individual Canadians. So, I mean, there might there might be some. I don't know if there's if they're worried about backlash or if it's a tax thing. If you have a better understanding of why we haven't heard about more incentives to home builders, more incentives um, to uh, apartment builders, making a part like I would really like to hear from you. I know that there's less tax money in apartment 
building apartment buildings than there are building condo buildings. I know that um, there's a, but there's also a lot of like community backlash and nimbyism when it comes to like condos and stuff like that as well. So I'm not sure, like if they want community buy-in, let's get some, instead of houses in the neighborhood being divided up in, into you know, ugly apartments, put some purpose-built apartments in that neighborhood that look snazzy, that draw reliable professional tenants. Anyway, love to hear your thoughts. If you have a deeper insight, a little bit more stable understanding than I do, um, I'd love to hear from you. R-E-Coffee at joelarnt.ca. So R-E-Coffee at J-O-E-L-A-R-N-D-T dot C-A. And let me know what you think about why their policies are focusing on first-time home buyers and, um, and the mortgage stress test rather than building more units. And maybe we just haven't gotten there yet. Maybe they're just hot button issues. And so they haven't talked about, you know, building incentives yet. So we'll see. November 9th, Wealth Hacker Conference. Uh, Erwin Cito, he has the Truth About Real Estate Investing podcast. It's one of the first podcasts I latched onto when I started studying real estate investing. It's one of the most impractical and consistent podcasts on Canadian real estate investing available. He and his wife, Cherry Chan, are uh, organizing the Wealth Hacker Conference on November 9th, and they're highlighting a bunch of people in their network, the Infinity Wealth Investment Network, who are doing some pretty cool things, um, some pretty unique strategies when it comes to or some very specific, let's say this, some very specific strategies when it comes to investing in real estate. And then there's some stock options trading stuff, which is really cool. Once the concept is explained, it's actually pretty simple. Like to explain it outright without having any understanding of it, it would get confusing. But I sat down um, in one of the meetings and they outlined the stock options trading bit. And I was like, oh, this is actually, this is actually super simple. And then they have Grant Cardone coming. I've bought my ticket. I have my ticket. If you want your ticket, I have a discount code for you. Go to wealthhacker.ca. There's a little Eventbrite ticket box with three ticket options. Use the discount code REALWEALTH. All one word. REALWEALTH. So wealthhacker.ca. Click on the little link in the Eventbrite ticket box that says enter promo code. And then put in the discount code real wealth all one word and i'll see you there okay have a good weekend talk to you on monday